Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. In this week's podcast, we got to interview the Lewis Howes, and oh my gosh, the story, his experience, his past, and how he's turned it all around is so interesting to listen to. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. So when I got done playing football, I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I immediately wrote a list of my biggest fears, and public speaking was one of them. Why is this not a book? Well, I'm writing a new book about how to eliminate self-doubt, because I feel like self-doubt is the killer of dreams, and almost everyone has doubt. Welcome to the new series, Cocktails and Conversation with Kat and Nat. And we've decided to bring you all of these conversations with people that we like to have, where there's a little bit of wisdom, always hilarity, and hilaria. Yes. Some famous, some just cool, some drink, some don't drink, but there's always a conversation. Cheers. Join us. Yeah. Oh! <gasps>
I have to call you out on one thing, okay? Call me out on anything you want. So, when we first originally talked, you were like, I'm not a mom, I don't know if they'll resonate with me. And the reason I said that, when I was like, huh, interesting, I was like, I think that's the crux of motherhood, that so many of us feel like people think we're just moms, but I'm like, mm. we're actually humans. That keep, You're a human being? That we keep other humans alive, so wow. we do what all of these people do that are moms, <laughs> but then keep people alive right. while we're trying to do what everybody else is doing, which is so interesting to me that people have a perception that moms should be, they think, Different, but I took I took your saying like I'm not a mom. Do you still want me? As like you were just like I want to make sure that like you're interested in what I have to say. That's but why wouldn't they? But why? But why wouldn't they? No, it's not that they wouldn't. I mean, sixty percent of my audience is actually women, so they must be liking something about. I wonder why. <laughs> but I, think, I mean, I have a lot of great women on who are, you know, spiritual thought leaders and things like that. So for me, it's I'm, I'm assuming they're resonating more towards like those women I bring on, I guess, but... Can you tell us what you do? I'm just a human being. Yeah, and he's taking like my us. line now. He's like, just I like don't take... a human being <laughs> that, that all moms resonate with. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Just... And what do you do for a living? <sighs> that's probably the... That's probably worse than asking someone for a hug. That's oh, the worst that I That's the worst than asking for a we hug. Hate, we I hate that, too. So I get the award for the worst question. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we hate... Did you call me out? I'm calling her <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we hate... Where are you? What do you... What's next? We hate... What's the next? worst question. This is... Besides... What do you do for a living? Okay, got it. What do you? Those two wh- things. Why? I try to add, never ask those questions. Why? So what do you do? What, no, so, so tell me what you do. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I actually? Yeah, yeah. Touching's fine. Quick, brief touches. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, you know, what do I do? No, I, I'm serious. I, I've been trying to figure out the best way to say it in a catchy one sentence answer. Okay. When someone asks me, "What do you do?" because yeah. I'd really rather not answer the question. We feel the same way, by the way. I th- yeah, what do you guys do? No, we, uh, we chat about uh, mom stuff. I you think not, it. sir. Yeah, Don't turn that around. Yeah, yeah. The question is for you. Uh, I create content to help people improve their life is the main thing, and the podcast that I do, School Greatness, is kind of the main focus. But we run events, we do books. Uh, I've got courses, membership how sites. Do, how do you know how to inspire people? What what What's it about you that... It's not about me. It's about the message. And my goal is to ask the right questions. Okay. To stay curious. To essentially be like your kids. And be like, why? 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 And annoy the crap out of you, but not annoy you. Yeah. To try to get the most out of you. Because the answer is here, but sometimes it's buried so deep. When you keep asking, it's yeah. going to surface. And until you actually hug long enough, you're going to open up about... <laughs> I like What's that. inside? I'm gonna fucking hug you so, on the way out of here. Yeah, you, you know, know what? Hug you so hard you can't get seven seconds. I mean, for me, I mean, I used to be an athlete. My whole dream was to be a professional athlete. Football. I played football professionally. Got injured really quickly. I broke my wrist. You can see a scar oh, yeah. here. So I was in a cast from here. I don't know if any of your kids have broken arms. I hope they not yet. Don't. They so will. I was in a cast from actually my thumb was in a cast to my fingers in this position. So I was like this for six months. <gasps> Did this not go numb? It was miserable. Oh. Then, I mean, I was constantly doing this. Oh. And, I, and I could do this, okay. and I could move it here, but I couldn't straighten Six my arm. Months. Do Six they have, months. Do they have a better system now? I hope so, because they took a bone out of my hip, put it in my wrist, and it just took forever to fuse together. So I was in this position because oh, they couldn't have me twisting it, otherwise I wouldn't have healed. 
And so my whole life kind of like crashed because I didn't have a plan B. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I just said, I want to be an athlete. That's all I know. That's all I care about. Mm And I didn't go to school to learn. I just went to school to play sports. I have, you know why women resonate with you? Because so many are taught to just grow up and become moms. Mm. And that's the goal. And then they become a mom and they're like... What's next? That is this, the, is, that, this yeah. is the number one question that moms say to us. How, what, what's ne- what do I do now? And how do I know what to just do? Just be a mom and that's 20 years. And, and then what, though? Yeah. But I, even everything is like, what now? So I need to hear finish your story, but that you just like dinged it on me. That, mm-hmm. that what you're saying is what is every mom what, who sits what, at home. Where, where were you born? Where are you from? Small town, Delaware, Ohio. Okay. We like our small, small town boys. There's a you're small the second small town boy. Big city girls. Toronto, Canada. You're Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Wow. Canadian. Is that amazing? Some they're Texas for some reason. Well, blonde hair, big boobs. I don't know. Wait, I have <laughs> big boobs. <laughs> I pretend. I know you have. You're from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Americans. Yeah, I know. I'm half American, but we're born and raised. Toronto. Toronto. Wow. Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Don't meet many Canadians like you ladies. That's a compliment. We're, we're going to spin that into a compliment. <laughs> yeah. We heard that we're loud Canadians. Like Canadians are usually, yeah, I guess. That's what like, committed. Committed to the craft of finding more about curious people. So That's every it. day you create content and deliver it on different social media yeah, platforms. I, mean, I interview people. Um, I know you do. My goal is to interview the most fascinating people in the world to figure out how they became great at what they do, whatever it is that they do. Right. At the greatest level. Is there I became fascinated. After I got done playing professional football, I was sleeping on my sister's couch for a year and a half. Didn't make any money. This was in 2007 to 2000, uh, almost 2009. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out what am I to do? I'm a 24-year-old grown man with no job, no college degree. My dream's over. I don't know what to do with my life. And I said to myself, how can I make my life like a sport? This is all I know is sports. Right. How can I make life a sport? Well, what's the first thing I need? I need a coach. I need someone to give me guidance to figure out how to set a goal for my next stage. And then I need to create some goals. Who's the coach? I had three key mentors from Ohio that were kind of guiding me in different areas of what I was interested in. One was a great public speaker. Did you have to pay them? Uh, I didn't have any money, so I somehow swindled them and convinced okay. them to work just with curious. me and just okay. like have pity on me. Okay, it was good, like good, one good, of those good, moments, good. right? It's mm-hmm. like, please, I have a cast, help me. You know, okay. like, how did you know you wanted to be a public speaker? You were just not shy and good at speaking out loud? So I, my entire life, I've, I think one of the things that's helped me along the way is I've been so terrified to do so many things throughout my life. I was the youngest of four. My brother went to prison when I was eight years old for four and a half years. I was sexually abused and raped by a man when I was five. And I had no friends until I was 13. Friends that I had to pay for. Literally, I had to pay one time to be a part of a friend group, a club. Mm -hmm. And I was in the special needs classes, so I was able-bodied, but I was in the little classes on the side. So were we, by the way. Why were you in special needs? Wheelchairs, because I couldn't read and write. Okay. I couldn't comprehend. When I went to eighth grade, they started testing us, and they said I had a second-grade reading level. They waited till eighth grade. To, to no, they just started doing more like standardized tests and they're like, I went to a new school in eighth grade and this school tested me and they were like, okay, you have a second grade reading level, which I pretty much knew because every time the teacher would ask me oh. to read aloud, I would just stumble over my words because huh. I, couldn't, I could not read a full sentence. And you couldn't articulate seeing, what you were feeling. And about. I couldn't remember what I was reading because I couldn't read it. And so when we do tests, I would always fail. 
And I would just feel, it just confirmed how stupid and insecure mm-hmm. and dumb and insignificant I was well, every time know? I went to school. I mean, I was the youngest of four. They were struggling to make money. They were doing their best to help me. My mom would help me, but she's working a few jobs. My dad's working until oh. 7 o'clock every night just yeah. trying to pay for... You know, my brother's yeah. in prison. It's like, there's just challenges. And so, then there was those two big sisters? They were very, they were very loved. My parents were great. My mom tutored me. She would come to uh, elementary school and for an hour or two and help with reading in the class just so I didn't feel alone. Aww. So she would come and do her best, take time away from work to come teach me. But I didn't know what dyslexia was then. Right. And it wasn't until later I was like, oh, I guess I'm dyslexic. Yeah. And so to get back to that, I guess the story is... You know, I just felt very insecure my entire childhood. I felt like no one cared, no one loved me. Even though my parents loved me and my family loved me. It's I different. I didn't feel. The story I told myself is no one loves me because huh. I'm stupid mm-hmm. and no one's ever going to love me. And for whatever reason, I just feel like I had nothing to lose after a certain amount of years. I just said, I'm whatever I'm most afraid of, I'm going to go do it. And when I was a teenager, no girls would talk to me. Yeah. I was I was six four, this tall, at like eleven years old. And Shut why were they not talking to you? Because I was like super skinny and gangly and like huge ears and big teeth. Like, did your ears shrink? No, I just he grew, grew into in them. There, right? Yeah, I had mine so, did that. Mine were huge too. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, and and I was in the bottom of my class all the way through high, uh, high school. And high, when I got to high school, they would have actually rankings of classmates on based on. Grade Where? Card. Like, based on, on the what? wall? Based on what? No, in your grade Grace? card. On your grade card, they would rank you on the top of your card. So <laughs> I was always I was always in the bottom four. That's all through so high school. bad. That's based so on, terrible. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Who thought? I mean, we don't do that in Canada, just smart. so you know. So there was always, every day was a confirmation that I'm not good enough. Oh. And, you know, I was ugly. I was, it was just everything. Really? Right? Yeah, for me. That's the story oh, that's I told myself. That's the story I told myself. Okay. And so I remember the first challenge for me was every guy's challenge. What? It's how to get a girl to like them, right? It's like how to survive. You need some. You need a girlfriend in high school, right? And I remember I was. What t- grade you know, are you in now? Then. Yeah, not yet. Then. I mean, I was fourteen. Like ninth like grade. Yeah, ninth. I'm gonna get a girlfriend. That would be. That well, it was just it. like, how do you get a girl to talk to you? That's like the the insecurity of guys in high school. Okay, okay. I you have, have kids. You have boys. I have three boys. Yeah. Are they I have one. No. They're all under the age of 11. Four to 11. I'm telling you, the thing that the guys are going to think about the most is like, do girls like me? Okay. Like, what am I doing that's going to get a girl to like want to talk to me or sit by me or, you know, whatever Were you playing football this time? I didn't start playing until I was a sophomore. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, so I remember I was just like scared to talk to girls. And I remember I said to myself, like, I'm sick and tired of being afraid. I'm done being afraid of talking to girls, being rejected, being laughed at, like everything. And I'm going to master this thing. And I said to myself, from 16, uh, I was 16 going into 17. I was uh, in the summer, summer break. I said, okay, every time I see, I just created a game in my, my mind and a challenge. I said, this whole summer, every time I see a girl that gives me a little bit of butterflies. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's like, she's cute. I am going to not walk, sprint up to them. <laughs> In a non-creepy way. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Way. Excuse me. Okay. But I'm gonna like not run away like I always do. I'm gonna actually turn and start going towards them and say hi. Nervous for you right now. And it was it was the most scary thing the first few times because I'd always been rejected and always been laughed at or whatever. It was just like the story I told myself. 
And so I, I gave myself this challenge, and the first couple of weeks, I was horrible. I would just stutter. I didn't know what to say. I would just make a fool of myself. These girlfriends just laugh, and I was just like, I'm going to do this until I'm no longer afraid. What happened the first time you did it? What was I she think, like? I think she was, it was just so awkward. Oh, yeah, really so weird way of so meeting girls. It's good. good but here's what happened. Here's what happened. But I remember I went to this, my dad was a... How you know, many girls do you think it was? Like you eventually... like. I probably talked to hundreds of people. Wow. But it wasn't with like the intention of like, I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to get them to like kiss me. I was just like, I need to come to yeah, see Yeah, fair. That's very mature, by the way. If see me again, like I'm okay. Were you handsome? I think I was start. I, I had a lot of acne then too. Okay. So I was like insecure. So I know. I had more like though, a right? cut. I was like, I think I was getting more handsome. Like I was growing into my body, you know, all those things. Okay. But it doesn't matter. There's a lot of handsome men who are still afraid to talk to girls. Uh-huh. So and it, lots of girls who are talk are afraid. Like absolutely. If, if everyone's Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's afraid everyone, to be rejected. Yeah, everyone's afraid everyone. to be rejected. We've never talked to a boy, like walk up to a boy right? at that age. No, if like, they talk so, to me, I'd have been like, mm, So oh by the God. end of the summer, it I got so comfortable with rejection. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. And I'm just here to have a good time. And I just want to say hi to someone. I'm not. I don't have a gender. Okay, I just okay. So you at 16, you got really comfortable with rejection. That's like really that's, comfortable. That's rejection. really far advanced in human really evolution rejection. for because we know people that are in their 30s and afraid to be in 70s who are afraid to be rejected. And I think that's what gave me an advantage in like I was the only one in my my on my sports teams in college that actually pursued the dream of playing professional football. But I was not the best athlete. There was guys much better than me. But I, a lot of them, and a lot of them stopped talking to me when I went to go play professional football. I was so hurt by the guys who I thought were like my brothers that I practiced with every yeah, day. Yeah, they are. They, they technically with. are, right? You're literally like taking showers naked with dudes. Yeah, why did you find that weird? Right? Why, but why did they, why? I later Jealous? found, I think later found out like they stayed in their comfort zone. They stayed in like the small town they were in. They got a job. They didn't go for the dream that they really wanted to. Mm. And they saw me doing it. And I think they were just mad or res- They're mad themselves. Resentful. Yeah, They're whatever it is. Themselves. They so were mad at him. It just was really hurtful because I was like, man, it's lonely going after your dreams when there's other people that should be, but they're not, and they don't talk to you. And they so I really learned quickly, like, okay, some things you're gonna have to go do on your own if you really want it bad mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And um, so I learned a lot of lessons. So there's there's a lot of challenges I gave myself since I was 16. I was afraid of public speaking my whole life because I couldn't. So were we? Because I couldn't stand oh, up. Because I couldn't stand so up in front of the class and read aloud because no. all the people would laugh. Around you know, me. I dropped out of high school, right? I do now. Yeah. Didn't finish, and I had a, a bad public speaking thing. That like, incident. Yeah, I, I like. In, now you guys are speaking in front of like millions of women. Oh day. yeah, but you can't imagine we, the first time, time we had to do it. We are you. You do it. You do it. You do it. We couldn't even talk. <gasps> we shaking. Yeah, shaking. We would be like, boom. It's an, an alarm. Amber alert. Amber alert. But yeah. you know, one time Fuck. I was like cool with my small class and I won this like public speaking like thing in my class. It with wow. my friends. It's like one class. Like between you and one other person. <laughs> you won. Basically. <laughs> but then from winning, and then this is why I always tell my kids, like, you know, like be careful because if you win in the class, you'll have to go in front of the whole school. Be careful. Be That's really good parenting because advice. Don't, don't try too hard. You don't want to win. Just be careful. I went and I did it in front of the whole class, the whole like school, and I got up there, I said five words, I forgot the whole thing. Uh, I was, everyone 
staring at me. I couldn't say another word, and I just walked off. And I'm like, I know there's a video. I've never seen it. But from that moment on, I was like, I cannot talk in front of people. Like, that will happen again for sure. Wow. Obviously. I worked through that. (laughs) Here we go. Talked all too much. (laughs) Can't stop Um, now. Yeah, and so when I got done playing football, I was like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I immediately wrote a list of my biggest fears. And public speaking was one of them. Why is this not a book? I've Wait, written some stuff in some of my Wait, books about this. Yeah, story. yeah, but I mean, like, just the fe- that's a fear. That's a. Well, I'm writing a new book about how to eliminate self doubt because I feel like self doubt is the killer of dreams, and almost everyone has doubt. We can you just el- did a podcast. But can you eliminate it without got- like going through it? Like you know, no. you got you got so used to rejection. Do you want which- that moved? Is that your no, like too okay. big? Okay. No. I thought you were gonna say you're not doing some for seconds. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'll get it. She not and not like. I just think one thing, Carol, but I just think it's so ironic your story of like walking up to girls and talking to them when. I was telling my husband before we left, like, who, who I was going to meet, and what an idiot. He didn't know you. But I'm, like, showing you, and he goes, wait. He was like, okay, wait, who's that? I go, that's his girlfriend. And Mark's like, honestly, he's like, never mind, what's her name? And he's like, holy shit, this guy has a good time. From not being able to say hi to a girl, wanting a girlfriend, to the hottest girl on the fucking internet, as far as yeah, I can see. She's pretty special. Wow. Mark's yeah. really jealous. He must there's have a, fun. There's I go, a lot of, I go uh, you can't get her as your girlfriend. You can get a girl from Mark, but not her. There's a lot, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of hot, beautiful, sexy women in the world. And I've met so many great women. Yeah. But when you want to be a, build a life partnership with someone. Yeah. This is, sounds cliche. I'm no, no. Sorry <laughs> I'm really sorry. That wow. just was. You almost made her lose her eyeballs. That just went. That went. Good. That just went. That I had no control. Okay. That no. That, that he's never been drunk in his life. But we're not giving you any. Don't no, worry. No, I'm. This I'm, I'm good. I'm he's gonna open board. that one. You know why that movie? Yeah, okay, 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 yeah. But this woman, well, I've never been. I'm, this is gonna sound cliche, and I always we don't care about that. I think I always was like, oh, I want to be with like a hot, sexy girl. What, I blah, think blah, every blah. people think that. Everyone wants that, but I've been single at different stages of my life, and I've had fun and dated hot, sexy women that really? that bring oh, that also like. I'm <laughs> like, this is some emptiness to it too. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying all hot women, this way, but there was. Mm. I was choosing women where they weren't growth minded. They didn't have the same. Interest and it feels like okay, just being sexy and hot is not everything. It's fun for a little bit, but it's not a life partner that you want to be with. Can I, I, so you I remember telling sexy. myself I need to find someone who's going to blow my mind sexually and beauty wise, but also have the most incredible heart she in the world. Blows your mind. Can, can, I, can I ask you a personal I question? I mean, just someone who I'm attracted so, to. I know, I know. I'm just saying. But no. I need to have the most incredible heart, growth minded. And that's why you are like out of package. Are you a naturally optimistic person, or yeah, do you have to work on it? Uh, I'm naturally positive, optimistic. If you had to sum yourself up in one word, what would it be? Oh God! Um, like if you had to be like, I am. Like we have one teammate, team member who has a one tattoo on her. Right, right. I'm so well, well suited. Well, yeah. What is the word that it would be? I want you to say one too. I know I'm really nervous. One word. Yeah. I'm loving. Loving. Okay. What's yours? Like Sci-Fun. That's <laughs> you. Sci-Fun? It's Australian. Sci-Fun. Like Sci-Fun. So, Kat, what would yours be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what's yours? So, Kat, yours would be? Um, I would say Unstoppable. Oh. 
like not tenacious, but like like you're gonna you're not putting a wall. If there's a wall, I'll plow through the wall, mm. and there's nothing you can do to. And also siphon and seraphon. Siphon. <laughs> That's why the two of us. Okay, I, I do. I do. I I do have t- more questions for you. I was gonna ask if you know anything before about I, before you ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. So just to recap this, what I was saying. Yes. Not about the girl. No. But about uh, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, keep us on track. We're bad I, at that. When I, uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, when I was done playing football, I wrote a list of my fears. And the top of the list was public speaking because I was never able to stand in front of my classmates, five people without trembling. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I was also afraid of dancing. Did and you go on dancing with the stars? I would love to. Wait, wait, wait! You were afraid of like, did like, so you're at a club and like, and then like the like the music starts and you're like afraid like that you weren't gonna be good at it or like afraid of slow dancing. Slow dancing, I was pretty good. Yeah, that's like good. it's pretty simple. It's just about, but I had like a little bit of rhythm. Like I could. Oh, whatever, do you have rhythm now? Well, so. <laughs> DJ pumped that. I was like, I need to. Do you have a move? So, right at dancing. So I mean. Especially because you don't drink. I've never been drunk. But you've had a drink to be fine with dancing. So I I started seeking out these mentors and seeking out people that I felt like I was inspired by, that I wanted to be like. Yes. Things I was, they were always like, they were inspiring, you know, they made me proud of what they were creating, all these things. And I met, um, I I met someone at a salsa club. I went to a salsa club because I was scared to dance. You're a unique being. I was thinking so, of like club music. He's yeah. like salsa. So I went to a I went to a salsa club because I was terrified of it, and so I said I'm gonna check this out. And I had a cast on, so I'm at a club. I'm a tall white guy where it's all Latinos at a salsa club. Yeah. So I already stand out as being a tall white dude yeah. with a cast like waving at people like an. Sounds <laughs> like a good time to try salsa. And I have a cutoff shirt on because I couldn't put an actual long sleeve shirt on okay. the cast, right? So yeah. I just cut off. Sh- it just didn't. Did you have muscles? I mean, I'm in a cast. Okay, yes, never mind. So, so <laughs> I go. So dancing was one, especially salsa dancing was one. Like partner dancing. Well, when do salsa dance in life? Like maybe at wedding. When they put on that one song. When is it like I need to? Now I'm gonna bust out yeah, my salsa. Yeah, like I, I never felt the need to like master my salsa skills. Salsa. Salsa. <laughs> when did you? But I remember watching it on TV, being like, I could never do that. No. Can you do so, it now? <clears throat> I'm gonna guess. The answer go to so me. I go to a salsa club. Alone. And alone. He meets his girl. Alone. I go by myself. And I start going every week to this club. And just sit in the corner and watch. They think you're weird now. Of they think you're a pervert. Think like, who is this pervert in the cast? What city are you in now? Columbus, Ohio. So there's a salsa there's club a small there. That's mind blowing in itself. It's a good Latino group there. So, anyways, I start going. I have all this free time on my hand. Right? No pun intended. I have all this free time because I'm not working. I'm not playing football. I can't work out. I'm just sleeping on my sister's couch at this time. Yes. And I started asking myself, what can I... After a number of months of being kind of depressed and like down on myself, I say, okay, I got to overcome my fears. I got to do something with my life. I knew about the Salsa Club because my girlfriend was dating a Colombian who told me about it, so I went to the club. That's how I found out about it. Current girlfriend? No, my sister's boyfriend, sorry, was um, Colombian. Okay. So I found out about it through him. So I go to the club and I start meeting some of the the people, the salseros, the people who are dancing. Salseros, are they happy? Yes. Salseros. Start meeting some of them. There's, the women are like nice. They're like, why don't you come out and dance? I'm like, no, I don't want to make you look bad. I'm really just terrified of embarrassing yes. myself. After three months of going almost every week, I finally start to get some good friendships with some of the people there. And one girl just eventually just drags me out. 
and I'm like kicking and screaming. You still have the cast on at this time? I still the cast on. And she, I'm like kicking and screaming. I'm kicking and screaming, but she's like ripping my hand out. Good for her. And I'm like, no. And it's in the middle of this like heavy song, this hot heavy song. Everyone's on the floor. I'm in the middle floor. I'm literally like so embarrassed, shaking. I would be dead. The only white dude in the whole floor. It's I can't even understand the music. Even there's three months. You know a little bit. (laughs) Come on, a little bit. And so she's she's like, just look at me, and we're gonna do the basic steps. So I'm looking down at their feet. I'm literally doing the basic steps. I'm stepping on her. I'm bumping into people. I feel so stupid. Oh my god! And yeah, one song complete. I don't look that. up at all because I'm just like I'm so stupid. And I do. We finish the song, and she says, "Stay out here. Just like keep doing the basics with me." And I'm like, I'm not making you look good. I'm making you look horrible. And all these other guys are twirling these girls around, making them look so amazing. I'm making you look horrible. She goes, it doesn't matter. She didn't give two shits. She didn't care. She's like, just do the basics. Keep doing the basics. And I was did there for look, about an did hour. Did you look down at her feet or are you supposed to look in her eyes? You're supposed to say connected. But yeah. I was so yeah. like, The whole time you're dancing. Not the whole time. You don't want to stare the whole time for 20 minutes. <laughs> but it's like, you want to connect. It's a partner experience. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. new to this. I'll see you. I'll, like, see, you, I'll see, see you later. It's like when you talk with your girlfriend, do you look away the whole time you're talking to them? Do you feel like you're being present? I do find eye contact very intimate. It, it's weird. You're, you have great eye contact, but it's very intimate. So eye contact was something I was afraid of. I'm not afraid of it. It's just... But it's it's hard to stay present and connected, right? If I look at you for like 20 weird. seconds... It's very... Oh my God, I have a staring contest right now. No, oh, yes, yes, we did. See, see who... We but, just did. No, do it again. No, it's not like no, that. No, come on, come on, let's do it. And see what? See who doesn't smile. No... I mean, I'll win this all day. I play this with my kids all the time. You'll win this all day? We no, can't make I, you smile. Okay. Without blinking, you, without you two, smiling. You two, You already smiled. Natalie. <laughs> what is... What? Okay. <laughs> You're smiling, Natalie. <laughs> so, fine, fine, fine. So I, I, after about an hour of me messing up, I finally was like, okay, I'm in. I, I looked around the room. No one was looking at me. No. No one cared. You know. At all. They say dancing is very much like sex. Oh, wow. It is. It but is. You know what you're, you know what you're, you know what you just said right there? You take off your cover-up and you walk around the pool. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Her body. And they realize everyone's staring at themselves. Okay. Everyone's worried about themselves. Everyone's in the wrong body. Head. Nobody cares about your dancing. Exactly. Wow. So before you get to your next question, so recap it. I'll try to make yeah, it tight. Yeah, okay, good. Um, I say, okay, I'm all in on salsa dancing. I started to become so obsessed with mastering salsa dancing. I downloaded a greatest hits of salsa songs. I was a truck driver at the time. So I was driving what kind of truck? I was driving like the biggest size U-Haul before you need a truck license. Okay. I think you pulled up next to him, he's driving the truck. Okay. Hey. So I, was, I was driving every day for six hours from Columbus, Ohio to Cincinnati, dropping off Napa auto car parts and then bringing new car parts back every day. And I would listen to this salsa CD for six hours straight. And all I would do is imagine myself dancing. Oh my God. How old are truck, you right now? 23, 24, something like that. So the truck only went 55 miles an hour when I put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> oh my God. So I was in the slow lane, just bored out of my mind in Ohio. It probably looks like Canada, you know, where you guys are at. It's like flat, it's just like cornfields everywhere. Uh, yeah, and, we don't have uh, corn, but that's okay. We and do have for corn. six hours a day, I would listen to the songs. Six hours a day. And then at night, this you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. I would I had a mirror, like a tall mirror, and practice? I would practice by myself. I would watch YouTube tutorials. YouTube, I learned salsa through YouTube. You're, are you a perfectionist? I'm, I'm someone who likes to master something. I don't like to be perfect. 
I like to be able to master. Yeah, because that's a lot. That's a so are you so good at are you so good at salsa now? Um, oh, I, I would sh- say that I could I can dance with the greatest salsa dancers in the world and make them look incredible. So I've Seriously? Danced, I've danced I did with, not think you were just going to say that. I mean, I've danced with a lot of the girls from Dancing with the Stars, and they're always like, like Julian Huff. Where? Just where? Like I, I, brought Julian, I brought Julian on my podcast four years ago, Julian Huff. And she was impressed. And I was like, hey, let's dance real quick. And I just turned the music on, and I was dancing. She's like, she was like what? And she was like, yeah, there's videos of me doing this Does your girlfriend, is your girlfriend good at it? She's not a salsa dancer. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but I want to get her into it. How so, I mean, if you together. can master it, she can master it. She could, yeah. How, how, how could. long you guys yeah. been together? It'll be almost a year. Feels longer. Mm. Now we have to go salsa dancing. So, anyways, so anyways, I met a guy at no. the salsa club. You get a kick out of this. Okay. I like the kick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. that. I get a kick out of this. I met a guy at the salsa club who I started to see a lot, and I started asking him. One of the questions I asked him was, "What do you do for a living?" And he said, "I'm not gonna tell you. I'm teasing. It's supposed to be a joke." Like, oh my god. And when I asked him, like, what's the, what do you do? Like, yeah. I was curious. And that's something you don't ask, but I asked him anyways. And he said... Why don't you ask it? It's not interesting. Oh, I find It's not that. an interesting question to start when you oh, meet someone. when you're... Okay. I'm uh, not offended. I'm not pissed or anything. I'm just saying... It's like a girl being like, I'm a car new driver. Like, what do you really? do for a living? I think okay. it's the... I just think it's... Um, a lazy question to ask. Okay, fair. That's fair. What do you? But what and do you I, don't, I don't. I want to say that I don't think it sparks enough curiosity in the person to be excited to answer. What would be your first question when you meet someone? What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Really? See what happened right there. You like that. So if I really no, ask no, you, no, what are you most grateful like, for? I know exactly. What, what are you most? What are you most grateful for in your life? Uh, I have moments. Of- Every, oh no, I was going to say right now, right now, right at now. At this moment, it's a stage of your life. Oh, I'm like, it, today. In the last like, week. I'm grateful for for my my. I'm grateful for my life with her. Like right now, what we're doing and what we're living. In the moment. Oh, shut up! I'm, I'm grateful for literally. I am grateful for like basically waking. Like we are basic. I'm like, help you. Our gratefulness is waking up every day, and then everything on top of that mm. is we have a lot of fun with nothing because. You don't know our story, but it's kind of crazy. People, it's one of my questions for you: What is your biggest misconception? What do, is the biggest misconception people have about you? Which is super interesting because when people meet you, they automatically think something of what you. What do they think? Just like you thought we were from Texas. That's a misconception. Huge misconception. And you probably thought we were in a sorority. I wasn't going to say that. But thought it. Like I the, didn't think it until you said that. Yeah, all those things, right? They put us in categories. Yeah. So. I didn't think that, but. What, what would be your biggest misconception? People, the misconception. Of me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I'm just like a big dumb jock. Okay. Really? Yeah. Even today? Yeah, or he's just like, uh, you know, especially in this age, it's like, oh, he's just like a privileged white guy. You know, that I always have it easy, like. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a lot of people when yeah. they see you in a situation where sure. you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. You're very lucky. So for me, my whole and I knew that as a kid, like for whatever reason, I knew that like people would put me in a box, and that's why I said, no, I'm going to join the choir. I'm going to join the school musical. I was a synchronized swimmer. <laughs> you're, I, you're not. That's I'm not. This, not is, this is not. This is not. Uh, I so, wanted to be everything that. The first thing you guys asked me is like, what do you want to drink? I said, I've never been drunk. I bet yeah. you would never think that I've never been drunk. Uh, actually, you know what I said to Sam? I said, I feel like that guy doesn't drink. But would you ever say to yourself, he's never been drunk? We never would think that way. Uh, okay, most people. <laughs> no, really, so, we would never. Most really. people are like, what? You've never been. It's like, 
How is that possible? We've covered across a lot of people. You're a football player. Like, you went to parties. Like, how did you never get drunk? And I didn't have a sip of alcohol in college. I had one sip. I think we have the gift of not thinking what not thinking for other people. That's great. A synchronized swimmer, are there a lot of male synchronized swimmers? No. Were you on a female team? It was all females, but there was... An opportunity for men to do like the, the, how old the stuff? like lifting up yeah. women. How old were you? I was eighteen. And you had to wear the tight suit. And then I wear like board shorts. Okay, too. I was like, that would be because if someone for who's insecure to get in a tight suit and get in the water with a bunch of women would be. Yeah. I but I was, I, I remember, I was just like, I'm going to do all the things I'm afraid of that people would never expect me to do. Salsa dancing. I started learning guitar when I was 18 as well. I started public speaking. Like I was Tired like, for you. No, I was. I almost flunked out of English my senior year, and my English teacher was so amazing. She would work with me every day after class to help me because I couldn't memorize vocabulary. I didn't know how to read and write still. And she was so giving and so caring that no one would ever think that, one, I would write a book and become a New York Times bestseller. No chance. <laughs> Same here. No Same chance. Bitch. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and I think I was the first person in my school to write a book. And there were yeah, so yeah, many. Prob- and there were great writers. Yeah, but it's potato, potato. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's great everything, yeah. and they don't do it. Yeah. It's really so, what you come down to do it, you so, know? So the goal for me is always to, like, What's your you know, I wrote goal? a book about vulnerability, about, you know, I opened up about being raped. I don't think most guys talk the way I talk. Because no, absolutely not. Absolutely of, not. And how do you feel when people talk about that to you? About what? Like, if they, are they, do people get uncomfortable when you share that story? Do people get uncomfortable? Yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry about my chair. I know. They might get uncomfortable, and my goal is to just make them as comfortable as Break possible. Break it down, yeah. 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 No, I'm just curious, because yeah. that would be, the, often when people go through something, people don't know how to handle yeah. those feelings of other people and what to say and what to do they and don't know how to. they're just kind of like okay and anyways what are you yeah, right and, next. and you're like oh, yeah, so what's next yeah <laughs> it's it's an interesting yeah and you I, I feel like moms because mostly moms listening right yeah moms I like, grandmas I feel like um, moms that have kids uh, especially sons I feel like you know one in six boys get sexually abused one in four women you know one of you the statistics are has been sexually abused in some way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not rape, but it's some type of sexual offense, mm-hmm. abuse. Whether it's you know, your kid, 16, 20, it doesn't matter. And, and it's one in six for men. And unfortunately, I was one of those six. But I look at it as a blessing now, and I'm really grateful for the lessons I've learned and the message I'm able to share with other men to try to help them heal as well. I feel like I have more tools now because I went through 30 years of pain and suffering without telling a soul. That's what I was going to ask. Were you able to, t- to tell your parents? No. There was nothing, especially for me growing up in the 80s and 90s, there was not like a TV commercial that said, hey, if you're a little boy who's been sexually abused or raped, like, here's what to do. Was there anything that here's your, parents, who to call. your parents could have seen There's or done? Nothing There's nothing done. they could have done. Nothing. It was at the babysitters. It was like the, the teenage son of the babysitter mm-hmm. that I would go to after kindergarten every day mm-hmm. across the street. My mom's working hard. My dad's working hard. They're doing the best they can. It's not like they could have prevented it, mm-hmm. you know? It's, they didn't know. Really, you know. They didn't know, and I didn't tell them. How did you work through that 30-year pain? Anger. Anger, beating people up on the football field, like putting myself into through physical pain, torturing myself, reacting, you know, in unhealthy ways. Okay. But you're through that. I'm through that. I'm through that. I went through a lot of healing over the last six years. I started the process of talking about it. Like therapy? 
I went through I went through lots of different therapies, emotional intelligence trainings, you know, one-on-one therapies, different stuff. I, the the original I opened up about it in a workshop for the first time, which allowed me to say, okay, I'm going to start reaching out to other experts and therapists to like really talk about it more and really like figure out a safe process for letting it go and and healing. And I think the first step for a lot of us is we don't heal the past, whatever it is, whether it's your dad made fun of you for whatever, your nose or your mom didn't hug you at night or whatever it is, like we don't heal from past traumas and it manifests in today with our current relationships, how we treat our friends, our kids, our spouses. It manifests until we heal the past. But often people don't know what that was. Yeah. You know, I got got lucky that, because when I started, I opened up about it, um, about a year later, I started telling my family one by one. After I did, Um, after I did like the workshop, therapy, stuff with therapists, I started then saying, okay, I need to tell my family this. Like, I just need to tell them. Had a family receive it, expected or unexpected? Amazing. Well, here's the thing. I was terrified to tell anyone still, except for therapists. And I asked one therapist, I said, I don't know what to do. How do I even tell my mom, who's the one who dropped me off at the, you know. Because you're so afraid that she's going to. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want her to be like, it's sad forever. It's like, I don't want to put someone through pain. Yeah. So I said, what do I do? And this therapist was great. She said, you need to uh, ask them all a conversation before, or ask them all a question before you tell them, and make sure you feel ready based on their response. Oh, that's a good one. So the question she told me to ask was, "Is there anything I could ever say or do that would make you not love me?" Oh, fucking hell! Every mom out there is like about to. And <clears throat> is there something that your parents could have let you know that that? That that was safe to do, or no? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I think I mean, moms are sitting there thinking. Maybe they could have said like every couple of years, "Hey, has anything ever happened to you that you want to tell me?" But I was so like guarded. You but, might you might have said no. I probably would have said no. I knew, would have said no. But you knew the door was maybe open. Like I'm just thinking. Maybe I mean I think she might have even tried to say something like that at one point. But I think I was just so protective of my feelings and my garden and like, you know, it was teenage because boys a lot of I, moms are sitting here being like, "What can I do to help <clears throat> my children if they are going through something or if here's they are?" Th- here's the thing that I think you could do. I mean, you may never be able to get something out of them if they've been sexually abused. Or had some trauma. It might just be a trauma with like a friend who said yeah, something. Yeah, or a to boyfriend that was a boyfriend. Whatever. It could be right. You that don't said know. something that hurt them. Yeah, that affected them in a bad way. Totally. Right. It doesn't have to be a physical or sexual abuse. I think it's going to go back to what you don't like to do. The power of eye contact is unbelievable. It really, op- it opens the soul. I love to mind. do. I, I love to do it. I, I don't mind doing it. And I just find it. I it's an intimate. It's, it's intimate. Very intimate. It's but intimate. when you get intimate with someone, you start to feel their soul. And you start to see what they're saying and what they're not saying. Yeah, moms know. But do you know also, like, just like on that point of like mm-hmm. eye contact is more like I I'm fine to make amazing contact, high contact with a woman. I feel like really safe yeah, in that. Yeah. But when a man yeah. stares me right in the eye, you know, I've always been like shy around boys and stuff, and like men. But like for no reason, just that. Um, that's just the way it is. But sure. like when a man is staring me in the eye for a long time, I kind of just feel because often it's not a friendly. It's a stare. Of, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. I have an agenda or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. not often a. It's not a, like it's, I completely get it. I'm not saying you need to look everyone yeah. in the eyes for like twenty. It's, it's it is, no, it's a. It's but if you've got a young boy or young girl in your in your in your house, <clears throat> the thing the thing where I felt the most safe was when my my parents were just so stressed all the time. They had yeah. so much work. They were trying to pay the bills. 
I'm not blaming them. No, no, no. It's just, uh, it's like sitting down and actually just like no phone and just like allowing yourself to be present and listen. There was no time. There was very little time. I mean, my mom's got four kids. You guys got lots of kids. It's like chaos. You're just trying to like manage. Do you remember? You're trying to take care of your health and it's like. They were so busy. Do you remember them like having fun? No, my parents should have been married. Like they were, they should have, they should have got divorced before I was born. Okay. So it was like a, a, a unhealthy. But as, when they were alone, did you ever see like your mom like having a good time? We would go on a ski trip once a year, and that's when I saw us like having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't do much. I don't have any like positive memories. We know this is a bad question, but if if you were to have kids, not do you want to have kids? If you were to have kids, because I already said, oh my god, he's such a cute dad. Do you think like he's ever not kidding to have kids? You said you can't. I'm like it's like this. No, but often for women, if you ask them, they're like, oh, yeah. "I can't. I don't like." It's a question that oh, sometimes yeah, not exactly. everyone yeah, I mean, the guy can't. Yeah. Right? Maybe the guy. You don't. It's a question we've learned. Sure, sure. That sometimes. But you're young enough that like it's not like it's not like he's like. Do you, you know, walk it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I do. I think I do because, and I never said I never thought I did until really until I met. My current girlfriend. That is often. Wait, the case. why did you think? Why did? Why did you not think so? Because it seems. I didn't trust the women I was with. Oh. Okay. I didn't fully trust them in my gut, and I didn't think this may sound weird, but I. I oh, never, go I never thought, us. you know. But then I would stay with them, so it's like I had a messed up, you know. No, you are, you are a human being. You exactly. can't be who you are with what you didn't I go through. I had to learn a lot. So you're saying I was, I am, exactly. I think. No, you're not. So you I, just were. I was, yes. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't. I never trusted the women I was with, and I remember thinking to myself, like, if I die and I have a kids with them, I don't think they'll be able to take care of my kids. Oh my oh, god! Like in a who way, who are you, Jaden? Like in a way that <laughs> these women aren't bad women. No, I know, stuff. I know. I just didn't feel like they were resourceful enough. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I, a deep question for a man I was to think. Always, by the I was, way, yeah, it's like if I died and not, they and they had not and I, a typical man right here. Let's say if I died and I didn't have the life insurance policy that I have and the money, you know, if I didn't have that to get kids. Up, is my partner mm. going to be so resourceful enough to make it happen? Shit, we are. I'm not that we're getting married. Right, right. Are they, are they resourceful enough? Are they resourceful enough? <laughs> but if you're looking enough? for some responsible women, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be over there. there. But it's like, do I believe they have the, the values? Do I believe they have the the growth mindset where they're not going to hold like my child into a limited way of thinking? Mm. Or are they going to allow them to blossom emotionally, mentally, spiritually? And are they going to make enough money to support them? Yeah. Where they're not just... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapist anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cat and nat. You're really lucky. You're you're not you're unique. Yes, I was in a really good way because that is a very forward thinking again, where most people are like, I'll just just stick it in her and I'm gonna make a baby and it comes so hard I get twins. Wow! Do people say that? Guys are like, I got her knocked up. She's got my swimmers are so strong. I got two. Oh my god! That's funny. I've had a I have had a lot of life insurance on me since I was 27. I bought. A life insurance policy, and then I add more to the whole life, for term us? life, for <laughs> <laughs> for my future kids. Your future kids, like just in case. Yeah, he definitely wants kids. For like my, if I was gonna have future kids and a wife, I just remember thinking like I need to invest now in that possibility. So family is super important for you, even though you had a really chaotic it's and important. somewhat skewed family. I think it's becoming more important the older I get. I'm 36 right now, and. It used to be all about like me, what I wanted, and my dreams, and I still want to achieve a lot of big dreams. Uh-huh. But I'm also like, I don't know if I want to do it alone for the rest of my life. Also, you're, yeah. not, you're not going to. Right, right. I know you're not. Yeah. And you know what? If you did end up alone, you'll find someone again. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like life yeah, is long. You're exactly. you're not. There's people who feel like <laughs> well, I'm not mean not alone like a long. partner, but like as a. I think I'm oh, have a family. Kids. Yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I have gosh. to say, we oh. they're hard as fuck, but they. Hard, right? really I mean, hard. I got a fucking dog right now that it's like stressing uh-huh. me out. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, this is like a fraction of what a kid is like. No. Kids are like. It's giving me anxiety. It is day. like it, it. People say it's like you're hard outside. It is. It's not. It's like you're so vulnerable because their pain is ten times your pain. Okay. You can't control anything. Can't do anything. And I, I bet even though you went through all of these things and your mom was, like, your parents didn't get along, you would still never change your mom. No. You would never no. wish for someone different. No. Right? At the Absolutely. end of the day, you weren't like, I wish, and so this, that's kind of our no, message. Well, I feel blessed for the, the Do you still have your parents? Yeah. My mom is actually here. She works with me full time. Um, Are they divorced now? 
they were divorced when I was in high school. Yeah. And my dad is, he's alive, but he had a really bad car accident where he was in a coma for three months about uh-huh. 15 years ago. And um, he's never been the same. So he's, unfortunately, he's alive. You can have kind of a conversation with him, but he has a lot of amnesia. So it's, it's like Hard. asking the same question over and over. And I have to tell him like my whole life story all the time. Uh, who yeah, takes care of him? Uh, his current wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wife. Yeah. Wow. Uh, seriously, though. Yeah, no, do it. Do it. I don't we recommend it. It's a great thing, but oh it is God. definitely the most vulnerable thing you'll ever do. And it is not, it's your feel. It's like the reason lots of, no, no man gets questioned about their kids. You have kids, you move on. Where every woman is like, how do you do it? How are you here? What do your kids what do you mean, think? They question, they question you? Like, oh, like, how, how do you leave them? How do you leave how them? How are we here? Us? Like, like how are we in LA? Like, like how? A husband or yeah, yes, babysitters or never, family? Or? Oh, that's not the mindset a lot of people have. So like, the one that you have. What are you have. doing? Abandoning your kids? Every yes. question. And how, how do you how balance? How do, who's going to take care of them? But when a husband goes on work trip, no one's like, the boys aren't sitting around and be like, so is taking care of your kids. Yeah, it's, it's always for us. So when you at, when you asked that question, when you said that, I was like, you you made me th- you gave me an aha moment where mm-hmm. I think so many women feel insignificant when they become moms because what? they because you lose your identity and you right. become someone's mother, and they mothers are given kind of in society outdated roles where if you work you must not love them if you if you do this you must not feel as passionate about mm-hmm. being like you can't have everything really? yeah for real moms Who says that. It's a story. Like, you thought you were not X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. Many women feel like many women will go to work and get on an overnight flight to come home at the sake of themselves to, so they can wake up in the morning at 7 in the morning, lose all the sleep, so, which we've done, where other people think, I'm going to take till Monday for myself because it would be good. Never. How fast can I get home? Where can I be? And how can I do everything at once at the sake of myself? Wow. And most people, women, go to bed and say, I failed today because I they wasn't do. enough. Because you can't be you can't be a super mom and a super person. No one is, but everyone else has flexibility to fuck up. Where moms, yours given. If you when we go away, or I'll give you an example. You have kids in tow, and they're someone's throwing it down. Tow. Like following you. Okay, so when you walk, you have like four or five kids. Yeah, literally, literally. So you're you're in the front and they're behind you, and one is screaming, (laughs) and everyone's like, that's called throwing it down. Throwing it down. Throwing it. Literally, they do that. People look at you, judging you. you. You're a bad mom. Get your kid under control. All right. So a dad does it, and they're all like, you're doing a great job. Bless your heart. You are taking care of the kids. You are. You're amazing. You're stepping up. I can't believe you're doing this on you. You're a super dad. You're amazing. Literally to this day to this day so that's where it's so fucked up that women are often shelved but part of the community that we've built is these women let's bring it back to us so you're like let's build a community let's talk about me let's build a community where we shame the men no No, never never that's why we are bringing men in now because we like to hear perspective and also how you grew up because you know I've got three boys you have a boy we're we're girls of brothers we've had boys around us and so we like to hear a perspective from a different kind of a guy or different people and you definitely have a unique perspective on we're, life. We're also trying to bring it to like a human, like a human level where you can connect, not on color, not on race, yeah. not on ethnicity, not on how you were brought up, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. Just like who are you? Yeah. And we have we have some things in common, even though Absolutely. it even if it's like I didn't feel like I was enough in high school. I didn't like to the point where I dropped out. I didn't feel like I could go to college, university. Yeah. Like I did, uh, I, but that story is unique amongst sure. every person in the world where they didn't feel like they. 
something worth something they should be, you know? Yeah, of course. That's all we're trying to bring it to. What? Um, um, can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, just for our people. Gimme, gimme! Do, do, you, do you believe do in regrets? Do have works here? Do you believe in regrets, yes or no? Do I believe in regrets? Yes. Do you have any? Do you believe in them? Or are you like, I, every regret I, is a... I think I, I've had peace with all the things in my past that I regretted or wish I didn't do or wasn't proud of. I think I'm at peace with it. I, would I go back and change things? Yeah. Um, I think they taught me lessons. Yes. I mean, maybe so, I would maybe I would go back and be like, yeah, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. But it taught me the lesson not to do it again. Yeah. And to be more compassionate and to have more understanding and patience. So, I mean, I wish I didn't do certain things. Yeah, yeah. But regrets are some things that people carry with them for life. Yeah. I feel like I'm at peace about it all. Okay. I, I mean... You know, it's like, should I talk to my mom more or my dad? Well, it's like certain things That's I wish guilt. I did more. That's yeah. guilt. That's more guilt. It's not like a regret. I feel like I've, Just with the know. tools I've had, with like the information I've had, I've done the best I could in relationships, different situations, you know, everything like that. I'm dying to know that because you're only 36. Like, I know, what are you going to do next? We don't want to talk about that. But I like, hate that question. I know, but like, what, what, what do you dream? What's a dream? What's a dream for you? Because there's a lot of years left. Other than Hopefully. maybe having kids. I hope there is. All yeah. we have is this moment. All we have is this moment. It's true, though. Yeah, I know. I, hey, listen. We I live know. to the moment. I said to my kids before I go, just give me the last time I see you. I mean. Going on an airplane. <laughs> I, uh, I truly just want, I, I want to end a lot of suffering. I feel like I felt a lot of suffering in my life. And I'm finally at a place where I have inner peace for the first time in the last six years. Suffering for people who've gone through the same thing as you? Everything. Like, whatever, it, and anything is everything inside. It's like if you're going through sexual abuse or didn't have a parent or whatever it is, a, a traumatic uh, breakup, like if you're dealing with suffering, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. You're suffering. It's feelings. It's a feeling of helplessness, not worthy enough, pain, insecurity. Confusion. And, and, and you feel because, because of the process that you have went through and everything you've learned that you could help people release some of those I feel like I can help like I've gotten to a place of inner peace and I'm not saying it's every day is going to be that way but I feel like I know how to get there quickly manage you can manage when those feelings come up you can be like and you can help other people do that I feel like I can create um, yeah my goal is to to help 100 million people every single week okay live a better life okay and to feel more peace and accomplish their dreams and so that's the dream is to reach 100 million people weekly. Okay, so you have you have business goals. It's not just. I mean, a that's goal. not a business goal. That's a mission. A mission. Okay, it's but to reach that's also. People and that's in also, return, it'll bring in income. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But my mission is not. I want to make 100 million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's I want yeah. to reach 100 million people. We feel that week. you're actually on brand with our mission. Exactly. And, and by doing. doing so, opportunities are going to flow. Like the money is going to take care of itself. Do you feel happy? Like when you wake up in the day, do you feel like a happy person? You I feel. feel when I wake up yeah. next to the moment of my dreams, I feel like I want to cry. Do you feel internal feel so happiness grateful. or do you have to say you're great? Do you feel I, happy? Like I feel, light? I feel super happy. I'll tell you what. My girlfriend just... I'm not going to say everything's perfect. My girlfriend just moved in Christmas Day. And the night before, our dog broke its leg. I saw on Instagram. And had nine screws and emergency surgery. Yeah, and, she and moved, you got an eye infection. An eye infection. She moved from <laughs> Mexico to USA. She left... A career where she was at the top. Wait, she, moving in with you is her moving from Mexico? She was living in Mexico City as the uh, top TV host in the biggest show in Mexico. Until Chris, till right now? She just moved in like, a couple weeks ago. Whoa, that's a lot of pressure for you. So it's been, 
The dog. I had to take the dog in surgery. The fucking surgery costs seven grand for a dog's yeah, body yeah. face. American dollars. Like, I know. Part of me is like, we should have stayed in Mexico to get this thing fixed. It would have been like $700, but I wanted to make sure I had the best treatment. When you care about something, it's like a child. I'm not going to say it's I, a I have child. a dog. Yeah. It is. It's the same. You're like, oh, you want, it's a part of your family, right? Yeah. So she moved for you. She moved for herself. She was going to move on her own to her own apartment, and which I was like, yes, because my last relationship was a nightmare living with um, in the relationship with someone. I never lived with anyone before that, and it was bad from day one, and it got worse. How long did it last? Probably six months, eight months, or something like that, and it got really, it got really bad. And, and it's going uh, well now, though. There are great moments, and there's transition moments. Of course, uh, yes. There She's is. in a new country. Jeez, She's in a new face. language. She doesn't know anyone. New it's culture. Very hard. We don't have. You like, brought her. We don't have all of her stuff, uh, you know, set up yet. Like. She's no. getting her routine, her food, everything's different. And you mind American politics. Uh, just everything's different. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad we don't live here. We could all go out. We'd like make, I mean, I know we're moms. It's all good. It's all good. We would salsa dance with her. So <laughs> I have learned so many great tools over the last seven years about how to be patient through a process. Whereas if this would have happened 10 years ago, I'd have been like, get the F out of here. Like, I can't deal with this. I don't know how to handle it, the stress. And I'm just like, it's like every two days there's something. Is she the same know? age as you? She's 29. I'm 36. Right. Yeah. And okay. And okay. so every every couple. Of, so it's been a beautiful transition. It's been beautiful because it's like, man, there's so much to learn, so much to grow. And I just take it with like a positive mindset. Like when she'll have a moment of like anxiety or fear or concern or uncertainty, I'm like, this is gonna be amazing. You're, I'm so excited for this. Like, I love you. What do you need? How can I support that's you? That's great. That's a, If it continues for a year like this, I don't know if I'm going to be as patient, but it's like, I understood going in, like, this is not going to be this, oh, roses and sunshine. It's going to be a process. Yeah, it's and a there process. There are beautiful moments, and we're opening up, and we're communicating more than ever, and it's like, okay, great. I really appreciate your, like, you're just, you're, the, I feel like talking to you, it's not like you sit back and think about, like, what you're going to deliver with your words. You're honest, because you've been, you're honest about your past, and now you're honest about the way you're living your life now and a lot of people find that really hard I, we always say like sometimes we'll talk to people and you're like you just feel like every sentence was calculated before uh, they said it and, and which is fine because that's where they feel safe to like you know say those kind of things but it's we're very surface like yeah. when we think something we just like blurt it out and sometimes we're like shit I don't know I shouldn't say that or like maybe I didn't say that right right Okay, I have yeah. to ask you one last question for um, moms. If there was one thing your mom did that was unbelievable and you hope that your mother of your children do, what would it be? She loved me. You know, she loved yeah. me a lot. What do we fucking say and every single day? She, Love them. She gave her best with the, what she had. She Thank loved you. me. She showed up when she couldn't. She freaking did my homework for me a lot of time because I was just like in tears and didn't know how to do it. Oh. And she would sit with me, but she would like be patient for fucking years. Mm-hmm. While I was like horrible at so many things, she showed up and she gave me a lot of love. Even if I didn't feel certain times like she did. Mm-hmm. I could cr- look all the moms are like, oh my yeah, god. That's so because at the core, everyone I will tell you the, the biggest thing is but mothers give it and they feel like they're not giving enough. And that's the biggest I'm just giving you I, the I can I mean listen, I I took it for granted for many years. Yeah. Of my that's life. normal. And I'd say I'd say that I still take it for granted a lot of the time. Like, do do you call my her mom, and tell her you love just like thank you, I mom. Do. I, okay, I, I have to remind myself like 
Because she'll, she'll be like, my baby. You know, she still treats me like a baby. But she loves you. Exactly. And so I just need to, like, put it past and be like, okay, I'm a grown man. It's my mom. Like, I'm just going to hug her and love her. And you're and the try fourth. try to spoil her. And you're the fourth. I'm the fourth. I'm Jesus. the last. my little baby TJ. Yeah, right here. The He's the only one who's allowed to get out of bed at night and come into my bed. Everyone else, get out of her! But I would, I would cry, scream, crying for minutes in the middle of the night, screaming for my mom until I was probably seven, eight, nine years old. Cool. You would have you would, through. I would, and she would come in and, and I would just cry screaming, like, I need my mom, I need my mom, until I was probably nine. And I would, like, put my leg around her, mm-hmm. like, hug her, and just, like, cry myself to sleep. And she would always come in and, and she would her. always be there. And she was there for me. We're so, so lucky. Let me tell you two things. Number one, uh, we personally have, uh, well, we both have learning disabilities at the Wazoo and we're in special classes and blah, 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 all the things. We have two kids at least who learn differently. We call it, we yeah. say learn differently. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Two diagnoses. Two diagnoses. So and one can't read and one can't, mm-hmm. he has been faking it and finally someone's like, huh, very similar to what you're saying and has to memorize words. Yeah. And all. But what you're saying is, for a lot of moms who have kids with special needs and have kids with different things, it's like your mom was the one who carried you, like the love carried yeah. you through, but you had to find yourself, and no one can find yourself except yourself. That's it. And so I think a lot of moms want to fix, but they can't. So just be there just beside love, them listen, and love them. Look at them. And they're going to go through present. hard times. They're going to go through hard times. And I think um, you don't want to shelter your kids. Like, I uh-huh. wouldn't ch- change any of the pain and adversity I went through because... I want to be as hungry in life to it wouldn't be you. dream bigger. I want to be as hungry to say, man, I want to become better. How do I overcome these fears? How I do know. I connect? You have to teach them to be capable and resilient. And sometimes we say, we joke, I mean, but we say, like, our children right now are living, like, a pretty, like, nice life. It's better than life, you know? It, and, and they have two parents that are married. And we with, grew up with single moms. With, with, with double incomes. Yeah, and so we're like, sometimes lost. we're like, shit, we got to yep. do something to make these kids more resilient. Like, cause we had this, we watch our single moms struggle. Especially Dude, I, 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 I lived in a cabin with no electricity and no toilet uh, in yeah. the middle of the woods with my mom, who was like, we would roll coins That's and right. wake up in the morning and throw a paper before school. Okay, yeah, yeah, love it. Now my kids are like... You didn't make them do it. No, we I, don't. We didn't make them do a paper route in the morning at 5 a.m. My dad made me get up at 5 a.m. Yeah, but the there's summers. no papers anymore. And he got me, maybe he got up at 5 a.m. I was mowing um, yeah. greens on golf courses at yes. 5 a.m. What age? At like 13, 14. Okay, our kids are young, so we have to... We don't have that much land. I was doing paper at like 10. I was doing paper at 10 on my bicycle. So you know you can get a rest if you let them cross the street on their own. It's 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 great. great. You you and I, the second we could make money, the two of us had jobs because we watched our moms and they had... Oh, I... Like other kids would be like, oh, we want to go out and they would get like $20 from their parents. I lied so I could be a hostess. I was like a 14-year-old hostess at a bar and they would try to pick me up and I would be... Yeah, I was... Yeah, I hustled. With like a not the good... Did your husband pick you up? He was a professional uh, hockey player, so she picked oh. him up. And I, <laughs> yes, and he, he was very dream. Oh, he's fucking handsome. He was retired now. Or? Y- yes, yeah. very retired. He got injured. He, he got was injured. a fighter. Wow. And I, my kids' favorite, my, like my, fa- my kids' favorite YouTube. If you look on the search, there's all the YouTube channels. Mark Morrow fights he's on YouTube. Her husband fighting blood. That's they just awesome. they watch it over and over. Person, they called gentle, the gentlest giant. person in real person. Never want to meet him on the ice. That was like me. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you fighting the football field? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you, know, like, you had all I'm this pain. What was your husband fighting about? But in real life, I was like just loving... <laughs> I was like just loving, like wanted to hug everyone, just wanted to like. It's a man like, thing, eh? Like just because he can still get road rage, eh? and I'm a Canadian. I just bust it. Can I'm like, dude, settle down. It's a road rage. Just you need to go on the. Yeah. I could tell when he needed to fight. I don't know um, if it's an every man thing. It's, it's just, but it's, there are some men that just have that, you know, because I flip the switch. My husband doesn't have it. Okay, but don't you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yes, fair. My I would never want to. If I if someone hurt me, I would be scared to what he would do. I'd be very scared to what he would be capable of. Yeah, it's a one time. He's it's not psychotic either. He's a switch. It's a it's a it's a it's he's not afraid to fuck someone. But he doesn't. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really bad. Like he's a well, fucking. He's kind of powerful. He can knock he's someone huge. out. Yeah, he's huge. He's got he's got baseball mitts. Boom. So once someone tried to like um, fight him, they were on drugs, and he just ignored them, ignored them. He said, "Come on, two of them." And he goes, "He goes, I'm fuck you up." And he goes, he turns around, and he goes, "No." I'm gonna fuck you up. And they were like, oh, and really they deep ran, deep. and they were like, because he wouldn't say a word, and these fucking, Rrr! and they were like, oh. I was like, oh my god, babe, there's guns, you can't do this. Know. You know, like, but no, there's, no, there's no guns in Canada, we're fine. I'm like, you can't do this shit, babe. Yeah. You can't do this shit. Oh, fuck I'm you. curious, how long have you guys known each other? Since ninth grade. We, okay, I'm gonna blow your mind for a second. We are twin flames, which means, Which means through history. So our grand, okay, let me give you a quick story. They know this, but our grandmothers were friends that we didn't know about, and they used to cocktail before together. And they were both wid- they were single, and they get together. Their died like when when the children were still pretty young, and the two of them never remarried. So they would they were uh, a, a couple, and they got along, and it was only, her family loved my grandmother, but that's the only friend they liked. A situation. My grandmother was like very like old school and traditional, and didn't like accept like you know our fa- my mom's family. But my mom always said, "There's one friend." of my dad's mom that I love 
and it was her grandma because they were she was such a nice lady and they had so much fun together. So they died, and then when when we got together, we ne- when we became friends, my dad's like, "Is that Natalie Telford, Giselle Telford's mm-hmm. granddaughter?" I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "That was your grandmother's best friend." And they had the best time How together. Fuck. So then we saw what is great. You heard about this? No. Fast forward later. Later. We met in ninth grade, but we were kind of like, you know, like skipping school together. We both like didn't finish there. And then we did our own thing in our 20s. But when we became moms, we found each other through Facebook. And that's when we ended When When our family started seeing how much time we were spending together, and they saw like, oh, that's her parents. That's her. You'll never guess. Your grandmothers were like besties. And they had so much fun together. So then we met Gwyneth Paltrow's medium. Medium who doesn't believe in soulmates. She believes in soulmates, but not forever. There are people who come and change your life and then move on, okay? Mm-hmm. Then there's Twin Flames. Mm-hmm. And Twin Flames are people who've done life and they keep going together and then they, they divide. They wow. divide, but they're here always to do something for someone of greater good. So when you come together, there's nothing you can do to break them. So we have been together for centuries and we used to be these like women feminists back in the day. <laughs> like, the and fuck? unfortunately, back in the day, we fought for our rights, but there was a time where we our, our, what we believed in was more than our families and we left our families behind for, the, for what we believed in. Is it what she said? And now we've learned from that is that we need to do what we're doing and continue on our mission, but also keep our families close. Because you believe in energies, right? Absolutely. And like you can feel people's energy, Absolutely. and you know someone who's bad. Like the minute they walk in, you're like, "Holy shit, you are it's a bad energy." My, my girlfriend, she's like, she read everyone's energy. Yeah, like, that's not a good person. So can that's I? Not, I'm like, gosh, but I want to like meet this. Person. <laughs> you can feel it right away. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, walk in, and you're like. <laughs> Right. Anyways, we are we're we are one. We often joke we're one person. Like we can we can feel each yeah. other. Feel it's the weirdest thing. I'm curious. What's your full names? Catherine. Are you about to do a reading? No, I'm just curious. Catherine Elizabeth Belknap. <laughs> She's Natalie Telford. Natalie Brown. It's Catherine Natalie. Yeah. Cat. Oh right. Yeah. Cat. Cat. Yeah. I'm curious. For what do you think is her biggest downfall? What's the thing that holds her back the most from actually achieving all of the dreams that she has? What is her biggest downfall? I would be mine, too. Well, let her answer that for you, but what do you think is hers? What is her biggest downfall? What's the thing that holds her back the most from having everything she desires and dreams of? Do not answer that. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Do not say I feel it. like we have. I feel like we have. I don't know if I feel like I'm going to say it first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you know what you hear about me? I heard you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. You weren't. No. Say both of them if you want. I, I, would, I would say that it is, I would say sometimes it's our kindness. That holds her back yes. from having everything she wants. Yep. And in, in, in sometimes I think that, yes, I think she accommodates. Is that the thing that holds her back? The biggest thing? Kindness. Is that weird? I'm just asking. Could be 40 pounds. I'm trying to lose. <laughs> I have a lot more in her. Time. I don't think she has anything. I don't think there's anything that holds her back. That's the truth. I really, I, I want, I'm saying something to make it up because I think sometimes we go, oh, we go, we go weird. There's nothing that holds her back. Gotcha. I think we fucking. What do you think is her greatest quality? Uh, that her, makes her unique and special. Her ability to be 100% unique and push everyone around her to, like, just, like, e- e- there is, 
Every, like there's just this it's a je ne sais quoi of somebody who walks in and there's no matter what size what she looks like you just walk in and you want to be around the energy yeah. of that person you have a special energy yeah there's no there's no turn this into his interview yeah it's great though <laughs> it's great no no there's nothing really honestly when you live with we, we're together every day all day we go on vacations together with our families. Our husbands are both named Mark. They, we, we have our moms are friends. They, they've learned to co-parent together. Everybody, her mom will pick up my kid. My kid will pick up her kid. Our life is very weird. You're next door neighbors too. We should be. We're almost. We live around the corner from each other. I'm trying to buy a house beside her. But what's the thing that holds her back from having everything she wants? Is there something that you see in her that she could let go of that you think? Yeah, could what is it, Matt? Take her to another level of her dreams, her happiness, her joy, her love. I feel like just being like really like like so thoughtful of all the people around her. Like, because if we didn't have all these people to care about and think about, and if you didn't have so much and it was just about you, you'd be able to like jump higher. But we have so you you have. Oh God, she supports her family, not in like her family, not just the people who live in her house, more than anybody else, any of her other siblings. She's the glue. So I don't even say it holds her back. I'm just saying it probably slows her down. If I was to be selfish, because she's not selfish. But what you get back from the hold back is sometimes more than what you yeah, love you, and connection. Yeah, like my family, you know. Good about so you holding know. back meaning slowing down, but not hold, nothing's holding back. Right, right. It's just slowing down. What do you think is her greatest quality? I mean, like, I just think that she is so fucking capable of doing anything and making anything happen. If she has an idea, it's like a crazy idea. And she's like, all right, well, if we have this crazy idea, let's just do it. And she makes it happen. Wow. And I will always be her co-pilot to do that. Wow. Where she jumps in. She's got the chills. She jumps in. We do. It's like, uh, let's go. Go. Wow. You know, I always I always said I wanted to do, like, when we were stay-at-home moms, I wanted to do something different. But I knew, I was, I know my personality enough to know that I can't do it alone. And I remember Hesse being like, who would you do with? I'm like, I can't, I can't think of any friend, like, you know, or anyone around that would be able to do it. And then it turns out that we sat there and stared at each other, and I was like, we have more. There's more we can do. People always saw us and would watch us together. She, she was like, well, then. Before, what? When did you guys start this? No, like, they would watch us talk. Like, we would be on the street, and we'd be talking, but we talk in a way that's, I think, very intimate with each yeah, other, yeah. that people are like, well, really huh. and there's always, like, there's something about you two that's not normal mm-hmm. about other people. Like, you know what I mean? We, it's a weird it's like energy. It's deeper than sisters. It's, di- it's deeper than that. Because we yeah. don't have to mess with fighting in between. Right. It's an intimacy that you can't touch, that a lot of people want to touch but can't. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What's I know. We are so How long did you guys start this? Seven, seven. So it started off when she had her second, and I had my third. Yeah, but we started doing uh, like what was the first thing you started doing? Like an interview show? No, uh, bringing moms together. Instagram networking. No, just we. There, Instagram wasn't even a thing. It was moms in the community who had nobody and who would be like, we were stay at home moms, so we were experts, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, because everyone else was going back to work, and they're like, is this normal? And we had a natural confidence in motherhood. In ourselves, essentially, but we're like, dude, it's okay. Like we became. We started off with community events, bringing moms together. That's true. We 
seven years ago seven in years. Canada. We used to pay. We used to pay for it. We we pay for it. We'd be like, well, we want to bring these people we together. So, and then our husbands were like, what are you? How, this is you're taking time away from the family, but not bringing anything in. Like, how much money are you bringing in? We're like, like we're um, losing money. We're losing. We never said that. We're like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel really good about going out and having a great night and bringing home a hundred dollars. They're like. But you spent, Do you know how much time you spent planning this event, oh, yeah. getting Six people to buy tickets? Yeah, all that. And we're like, worth every penny. And how much was the system you used to do that? all that? Everything, yeah. Yeah, it was because it, they're... She started off with events. Yeah. That's yeah. how I started off. A yeah. dinner. Yeah. A dinner in her living room uh-huh. with bringing women together. That's cool. You started off with events. I started off, uh, yeah, when I was on my sister's couch, one of my mm-hmm. mentors was like, it was 2007, 2008, and the economy was pretty bad. And I was like, I don't know how to make money. I've got a job. He's like, why don't you check out LinkedIn? And I'd never heard of LinkedIn, but I went on there. I started spending about six hours a day on there eventually, just like kind of figuring out how to optimize my page and like adding friends one by one and reaching out to connections. And I started building groups. And there was a tweet up. You guys remember tweet ups? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In 2008, there was a tweet up that I went to in Columbus. And I was like, man, there's like 200 people here. But there's like little, someone put out a tweet and it's like all these people showed up. Yeah. I was like, I think I could do this on LinkedIn. And I started doing the first LinkedIn networking events around the country and started doing around the world eventually. And the first one had 350 people there and it made like a thousand bucks. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do another one, I'm gonna make it bigger, I'm gonna charge at the door, I'm gonna have sponsors. And I just yeah, started like, same with that. I'm same gonna with find that. a restaurant that'll give me 10%. Yes, of I'm gonna write a book to sell, so I have a product, yes. I'm gonna do everything. And yeah. um, yeah, but all with the mission of helping people, like yeah, connecting not, people. Connecting yeah, people. I, I have to tell you, we have a manager, and he said he went to a conference. Yeah, uh, that changed his life. Mm-hmm. And that person who led that conference, you were the person it who was, changed that person's life. Yeah, it was your teachings that led them that, that, to, that to hold that whole conference that was life changing wow, for people. Cool. The person that, that held the conference had yeah. been to my event or something. Something or, you had it changed was his your, life. You inspired that person. What was yeah. the event? Do you remember? <laughs> It was something. You told us today. Yeah, it was something like it was a five-day conference. And, and then you go, and then there's like a three-month thing, and they call you every day and remind you to reach your yes. goals. This is the event that got me to open up about sexual abuse. Oh, okay. So you, he literally in the car today was like, this man I taught was, my, the, his mentor was the so person. He's like, I don't know him personally, but I heard him talk about. Non-stop. Yeah. Wow, yeah. interesting. And so weird? You, you trickle down to yeah. even more people that you didn't even know about that you were touching. It's amazing what, what one piece of content can do to impact one person's mm-hmm. life and another person's life. Like, just what you guys are doing with moms around the world. Can I blow your mind for a second? Go ahead. Blow my we, we, You know it, that we've been down. told multiple times that doctors prescribe depressed women uh, sure. and moms us. To come they to pers- they're like, go. You need humor. Like doctors. Yes. Doctors. Joy, humor. Yes. Laughing is our... Yesterday we went. We had a lot of meetings. A lot of we networks. just keep going. Then we got to stop. This is going to be a lot of networks. You guys are with, you guys are with WME. Or yeah, great. We're talking about she, your agent. Yeah, yeah she's one of them. I mean, yeah, no, later, she's on the team. Yeah, she's yeah, great. She's on. She's your lead. No. Oh. But she's on the team. Yeah, yeah. Bree's great. Uh, and we met with her yesterday, and we said we're going to do something. Okay, but. Um, we went to a lot of meetings yesterday. Like, no, his chairs are hilarious. It's all good. I'm like trying not to move, and I'm like. I don't think the best thing is this is this is how we we roll on yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Like we figured out this it, idea came to fruition the day we texted you. So did so thank you for coming here. But we had meetings well, yesterday. Hear this mic. I'm like. No, this mic. No, we double tape it and then we strip it and then looks, we up. Well, it looks we, like a little dildo. It's you a have, perfect you size. No, you don't. You need to know what we do so, on the on the fly. So so I I was gonna say before y'all interrupted me. Sorry, now take it away. We're talking about laughter. Anyways, <laughs> I think 
sometimes you have to cry and you have to feel hard times, but we really get through it with laughter because uh, that's another way to do it. And yesterday we had all these meetings with the networks and everyone was like quite serious. And at the end of the day, we were so exhausted because we, we weren't able to be silly. And that's how we released. And we that's how moms. Silly, all of them. We did. We, we were. tried. But there's and so much like talking. Mm. And so, so much talking. traffic. And, uh, I, uh, and, uh, I've done these meetings for the last yeah. year and a half. It's like. It's yeah. It's, and then we came home and I was just so fucking hyper because I was like, finally. Like, <laughs> be myself. Yeah, yes. we did. <laughs> and then Let's we had Colton. Colton was here yesterday. You did a tournament with him last week or something. Baseball. You guys baseball the same team uh, but you didn't talk Sunday I was in and out the dog was with us and we had to get back <laughs> yeah 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 he was, he was there but I never talked to I him know, we were on this weird different team same team I was like well that's not a very team team but he, team. Had, he had a lot of same I share, I like, well, you said hi to everyone but it was just like so but he on. had the same thing you know like going through being um, playing football his whole life thinking he was going to be a professional football really? player and then it not being he was a very and then like what the fuck am I going to do now I guess I'll go on the bachelor you know it's interesting I was asked to be on The Bachelor three times. Oh, no. I bet. Come on. And this is years ago. And I turned it down. Yeah. Time because I, I remember I was like, I was flattered for a second when they like asked me. And then I instantly called my sisters and I go, I just got to ask me on The Bachelor. Like, what do you think? Should I do it? They're like, hell no. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, I don't think you guys would be... We have a few of those and things like, that we've been like... They're like, no, no, like, no way. Like, don't do that. It's not going to be good for you We've been time. asked to be on The Amazing Race many a time. Because we're great at that. You we and your girlfriend should go on We that. can't leave our kids for that long. That's what holds us back. Because you know what would happen is we would it's fail. It's no, it's like it could be up to three. It's up to three. We can't leave our kids for three months. We but, can really leave them This is what happened. We would try and get kicked off, and then every time we get to the end, they'd be like, this is not the illumination round. We'd be like, shit. Fuck, not again. We have to go on the uh, Where can everyone find you? What are you doing? Let's give them the social channels, cues. Uh, School of Greatness podcast, uh, Lewis Howes, and then I'm actually launching a documentary in a month. <gasps> Where are you going to watch it? Uh, I filmed it in the last year and a half. It's kind of like The Secret on Steroids. Do you remember the movie The Secret? Fuck yes! yes. So. We, and we just actually did literally, we, we yes, oh god, we could My, my real friends used to say to me when The Secret came out, they're like, I'm reading this book, I feel like... It's your fucking words and you wrote this book wow. because you've been preaching this to us for, like this is before we had kids, for all of our teenage yeah, I'm like, yeah, we yeah. just guess it's a thing. But I love that. And that movie was so cheesy. The book was fine. The but book was great. The movie was great. I was like, I need to recreate a more modern version. Where is it Because the message is beautiful, but it was so cheesy the way they yeah, produced exactly. it. Exactly. But it did well. Uh, uh, yeah. It's going to be, I'm launching it in a month. It's going to be for free for a week on greatness.com. Okay, I can't. So if you go to greatness.com, you can opt in and, and watch it when it comes out. Oh my god, how I'll long is that so much? 60 minutes. Shit! Is oh it gonna god. be an audio experience too? Uh, it's a video visual experience. But you can make it audio too. I could. Rip it off and, I mean, rip it. Does rip Oprah it. know you're doing this? Because she's to Oprah. <laughs> Because uh, she always used to bring those people on when yeah, after they wrote I don't that. Think she does. Let's yeah. call her. Let's. You know, we need to give her a quick. <laughs> Opes and I are like this. Well, Opes is WW, and we're partners with WW. Yeah, so we're very close. We're talking it out. Amy Schumer, Catnet. I mean, I don't know. Get Lady Gaga, Catnet. Same, same. Not really. What does WW stand for? Weight watches, but no longer. Now it's wellness. It's not about weight. Because they're doing tour right now, right? Yeah. With your who are you as your best self? The word the WW is. Because I I I don't do W. 
lovey-dovey for weight. It's because I'm not a garbage can. I'm a, as a mom, I eat crusts and chicken fingers and french yeah, fries, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Course. That's cheese. true. Yeah. Not even cheese. It's like processed cheese. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to eat, take care of myself better it's good. as part of it. Uh, you guys, thank you. This is fucking amazing. I, this was so sweet. 20 minutes. Double pound. Boom. Boom. Downtown Boom. means something different. Pound. Pound. Thank you so much, Lord. Yeah, double pound would be twice. Okay. Okay, that's it. Double fisting. Double fisting too. Not so good. Oh, bye. Thanks, guys.